What is going on, guys? We are back again with another episode of 8020. And today we have someone that uh, I just met for the first time 10 minutes ago. Uh, we have Emily Henrich on today. And I think that we we have uh, we have crossed paths, not in real life, but virtually and uh, with some some same circles around, um, you know, the Atlanta area. If yeah. we will say the CrossFit Atlanta. community, the uh, the Olympic community, and uh, and what have you there, but I would yeah. kind of just like to uh, first of all thank you for being here. Um, I greatly me. appreciate it. Yeah, and um, I kind of want to just start with, you know, any kind of background you want to jump into. I don't know how many people that are listening to this know who you are, know anything about you. Um, so, absolutely, who, who are you? Who am I? So, real quick, I um have been doing weightlifting now for about nine years. Um, I've been on a huge weight loss journey for about 14. So I used to be 260 pounds. I was, um, I was the fat, funny girl all growing up. Um, that was just kind of who I was. I never got asked out, never got invited to things. Um, or, or if I did, it was just friend scenario. So that was, that was my goal. I, um, had to learn how to get a good personality so I could, um, you know, have friends. And, uh, it was hard. I got bigger and bigger. Um, I got married and, and after that I got gained about man, 70 pounds. And, um, so I just, yeah, I got, like I said, up to 260 pounds. I remember going shopping. I went in the dressing room. I was kind of in denial by the size I was and I just cried. And I was like, you know what, you can either look in the mirror and cry every day, or you can do something about it. And, um, I had had a friend that her sister had lost a ton of weight and it just kind of clicked in my head. Like I, I can do this. And so I remember I set out small goals. I said, all right, let's try to lose five pounds today. I went to Walmart I got one of those like 10 minute Jane Fonda DVDs. And, um, I'll tell you, it was the hardest 10 minutes of my life. I was like, damn, that Jane Fonda, she can, she's amazing. You know, I mean, she was just getting it. And uh, as the weeks went by, it just got more and more and more every time I hit those goals. And before I knew it, um, I had dropped 60 pounds and I got pregnant with my daughter, um, had her and then dropped another 40 pounds, got pregnant with my son. Um, and he just turned nine to give you kind of a reference point. Um, and that's after I had him is when I really started getting into Olympic lifting, I had a lot of extra skin, to be honest with you. And, um, I was like, how am I going to tighten this up? And I was like, I'm going to start, you know, lifting some weights and, and kind of do it that way. And I started lifting weights and I was like, wow, this makes me feel more confident than I ever have in my whole entire life. And so while um, a lot of people think that it's the way I look, that I'm confident, it's it's honestly being strong is what gave me the most confidence in my life. And, you know, it's awesome because now I get to share that with my kids and um, just, yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of just the real quick version, but um Clearly, I'm not 160 pounds now. I've gained tons of weight and muscle. And that was hard for me as a woman, you know, to yeah. kind of have that scale go down and then trying to have it go back up. But it created such a healthy body image for myself that I thought it's not about the scale. It's about my muscle mass and how I feel. And, you know, at 185 to sometimes 190 pounds, depending on, you know, what I eat. Um, I am the healthiest, leanest, and, um, I've ever been, you know, so I tell people, I'm like, it's not about a scale. It's, it's about, um, being healthy. And I try to relay that to my kids as well, just for a lot of issues. And as women with, you know, bulimia, anorexia, I think they focus so much on that. Whereas it's not about losing weight. It's about being healthy. You know, it's, it's that cardiovascular, it's that, fat percentage. And so I try to focus more on that than an actual number on a scale. And, you know, I wear those numbers proudly now. I'm like, hell, I can't lose that much more weight. Cause I got to be competitive in my, you know, weight category. So, um, but yeah, I mean, more confident than I ever have. And I tell people it's because of a barbell. So 
love, love, love lifting weights. I'm very big advocate. Dang. That's a, that's a hell of a story. Let's roll back. Um, you said that before, so you had your, you had your first, you got pregnant with your first kid when you were 200 pounds. Yeah. You were 260 from the time you, like when you got married to before. Yes. Yes. Okay. So how much time passed between you being like the, the funny larger girl in, uh, in elementary school, middle school, high school, and the time that you got married, like how long did you have to deal with the emotional stuff that went along with literally you being that person and not getting asked out and, and all that stuff happening? It was really, really tough. I mean, I tell people I used to wear big baggy sweatshirts during the summer. All my girlfriends would be in bikinis jumping in the pool and I would be the one sitting on the chair wearing a sweatshirt and, you know, biker shorts um, because I was just so ashamed of how I looked. And I always wanted to look that way. Um, And whether that sounds vain or not, that was just how it is as a teenage girl, a middle school girl, you look at these magazines that we had at the time, um, you know, it wasn't huge on the internet frenzy yet. So we, I did still look at like people magazine and all that stuff. And um, you would, and you would see all these skinny women. And in the nineties, early two thousands, it was about being skinny. It wasn't necessarily about how I think it's changed now. Um, and, uh, it, it was definitely an addiction. Food was an addiction for me. Um, I would eat all the time. And, you know, I think that it's one of those things where it was such a comfort and I still eat all the time. I mean, I joke about it, but, Um, I had to go through a lot of years of control and of actually wanting to be healthy rather than wanting to eat Doritos and, you know, chicken nuggets all the time. And I think it was great because it also taught me how to cook. I mean, I really got into cooking and learning how nutrients um, can heal the body. And I mean, I was pre-diabetic at 22 years old, um, at 24 years old. I mean, I was having, I had hypothyroidism. I've had such extreme health issues, extreme depression, extreme bipolar, which of course, I mean, mental health still reigns very much in me, but has such a control on it. Unlike when I was at that weight. And if anything, it's what, what I wish I could tell people. I'm like, work out. I promise it will help with that depression, you know, start being, Cause it's all about the mind and what you feed it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on this, on this journey, it sounds like you changed a lot of things, right? You started with Jane Fonda, right. To get, to get, that yes. moving, right. To move that ass as I, I love to say, like literally yes. move some more and pay attention to what you're putting in your body. Right. Yep. Uh, so that was maybe, you know, kind of on the front end, get the DVD ready to rock. Um, but I mean, across this whole journey, especially then you getting into doing some CrossFit and crushing wads and Metcons and crushing gymnastics, <laughs> crushing bar work, then thick getting nasty. into what? I said thick nastics. Hey, hey, somebody got to be thick nasty out here now. Why not right. you? Um, and then moving into the barbell work. I mean, if you had to say, hey, of this journey, which one of those was the biggest mover? Like what propelled you uh, faster or further? CrossFit, I will be honest, um, it changed my life. It really, really did. Um, there's times where I've hated CrossFit and I'm like, oh, um, but I have to say it literally did change my life because it showed me that um, it's not necessarily about what we look like. It's about what our bodies are capable of doing. And it was so different because I was at a Globo gym before I was doing Zumba and you know, all those classes and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so doing CrossFit, it just taught me that, man, I can lift weights. And it also got me comfortable with then going back to the Globo gym and not feeling so intimidated, um, lifting weights there. And I think that's a huge thing too, that I love to tell women. I'm like, do CrossFit, even if you don't love it, do it for a little while, just to learn how to move and learn all these important, um, essential lifts, the deadlift squat bench, you know, Olympic lifting. Um, and to me, I'm like that, that helped me more than anything. And then 
probably over the last two years, I've really moved kind of into just weightlifting, um, CrossFit. I'd still do it just to kind of keep fit. Cause I like the way it makes my physique look. Um, but weightlifting is my passion and that's worlds is what I'm training for currently, um, 12 weeks away. So I'm getting excited for it. I think, I think weightlifting is what I was meant to do. Yeah. And on the weightlifting side, what is worlds for, I mean, for those people that don't know what Pan Ams is, don't know Absolutely. what who team USA is, don't know what the Olympic, right. don't even know that it's an Olympic sport. Like talk to me about that. Like, Absolutely. What, what is worlds? So worlds. Um, so I'm going in as a master's. Um, so it's, uh, it's the step above national. So you have to go to a national meet and then you have to qualify, um, to go to the world's um, level. And usually it can be anywhere this year. It's in Orlando, Florida, which is fabulous, but, um, it's basically doing three, um, different lifts at the clean and jerk and three different lifts at the snatch. And, um, it's, it's a pretty cool sport. Um, Pan Ams, it's kind of like golf, I guess it's just having, or tennis. It's like just different, um, labels, you know, the U S open Wimbledon, whatever. So they're all hard and they're all pretty much on the same level worlds, I think is maybe a few kilos higher to qualify than some of the others, but they're all very neck and neck, um, worlds only happens though, once every four years. So that's kind of why I'm choosing to do it this year. Um, and again, it's within driving distance instead of Japan or Brazil, which so cool. I'm looking forward to that one day. Um, so yeah, so that will be a super fun thing to qualify for. And like I said, it's the master, so I don't have to compete, um, with these 18 to 20 year olds anymore. I can compete with the 35 to 39 division. So um, so yeah, and I've got a great new coach. I'm real excited about, he's already helped my shoulders and lifts and I'm just, I'm ready to rock and roll. But like I said, it's crazy to think that I was that girl watching the Jane Fonda, barely able to make it through to now, um, could be a world medalist. And I just took second at nationals for my, um, weight class and everything and all three snatch clean and jerk and all around. And so, um, it's just cool to think about all this hard work is, is finally going to pay off at least fingers crossed. <laughs> so. Yeah. The, um, the all around, I mean, I don't, I don't know how scoring works. I know that you obviously have three attempts, right? Like three attempts per the clean and jerk and the snatch, but what does the all around mean? So with the clean and jerk, um, and the snatch, there are people that, so once you, put in your number, mm -hmm. you can't ever go below that. So there are people that may miss all three, um, but they may kill the other lift. So they can still win a medal for each category. And then if you kill both of them, you have a total score. Um, so, so it's a combination, people, combination, combination kilos. And then if you're higher than everyone in your division and both of those, and you can win the overall. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. You got it. So it was kind of mm -hmm. cool for me to sweep with, um, three medals. Yeah. And, and second place. Um, so I was pretty, pretty stoked about that. So yeah. Yeah. Shoot. How long have you been Olympic lifting? So, I mean, crossfitty, I still consider myself power snatching everything right clean and push pressing everything yes yes my technical it's it's hilarious i mean even now my coach is like you're you know you, you look like trash and i'm like doing this for nine years thanks a lot you know day in and day out <laughs> but to answer your question about nine years um so i tell people i'm like it's crazy to see that nine years um when i got that world's uh email saying you know you qualified it was kind of just one of those moments where I'm like, damn, damn, you know, it, it, it did. It finally, finally paid off. So, um, it's weird. It's like you work hard for something and <laughs> so yeah. are you, are you in the camp that, you know, if, if you continue to work hard over a long enough time that it's unreasonable to 
you won't succeed there. Like if you are like, Hey, if you just keep putting in the work, you know, outside of, Hey, your life getting taken or something else happening. Like, do you believe that if you just keep pushing daily deposits that you can get to a, a crazy place in a longer time horizon? Absolutely. So at 36 right now, I am hoping, um, looking at the world records for the 40 to 44 year old division. Um, I am very, capable of breaking records at 40 years old. I mean, it's not adding that many kilos onto my total now, but what I also have to remember is all these other girls that are 36 years old that are strong as hell. They probably want to, you know, break world records Mm -hmm. too. So you have to kind of go into it like, Oh, you know, I've got this in the, it really is like, hell no. There are so many people um, that are right on, on your tail that are wanting it super bad. Um, but I think for me at my age, it's how I warm up. It's how I cool down and it's how I recover. That's going to make it the difference because injury is also, you know, it skyrockets when you hit a certain age, unfortunately it's, you know, and, and as a master's athlete, I think that's the biggest thing is staying mobile and injury free. And that's, again, what I've kind of been learning, um, just new coaching. It's It's been wonderful experience in that. So I'm grateful for the path that I found, and I'm grateful that I found it. And um, while, again, I have big aspirations for this world, my long-term goal is honestly that 40 to 44-year-old division and breaking world records and, you know, hopefully joining Team USA. Yeah. What do you think Jane Fonda, Emily would say, uh, looking at, looking at you on stage in your forties, breaking world records when you literally couldn't make it through a 10 minute AMRAP? You know, I would hope and, and remembering what she used to say in that DVD, I think she would just look at me and be like, honey, you can do, you know, you are stronger. She would always say that she's like, you're stronger than you think. It's that Winnie the Pooh quote. And I think that she would probably call me a badass, you know, Jane Fonda. She's, she's got a little bit of a, of a sass in her. So I think she would be super proud. Um, and, and that's why I love it so much. It's like, you look at these fitness gurus that you looked up to for so long. And I think it's pretty cool to be like, and I, I, I'm, you know, I can sit up there with the best of them, you know? And so yeah, I I think Jane Fonda would be pretty proud of me. And I, man, maybe she would invite me to be in her newest video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd have man. to be in the back, of course. You know, I'd be <laughs> I'd be her backup dancer, but I'd be okay with that. <laughs> hey, we all have our place now, you know. That's right. Uh, that's I interesting. Usually, I usually say Beyonce always. I'm like, I'm not Kelly Rowland. I'm not that Michelle girl. You know, I'm I'm the Beyonce. But with Jane Fonda. I'd let you be Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. Um, I mean, this journey, right? It's, it sounds like you've, you've really kind of had a metamorphosis, right? You've gone from, I mean, if you want to, to use a a cheesy metaphor, a dad joke over here, right from caterpillar to butterfly, like legitimately have gone from like a completely complete transformation. I mean, how do you take that experience and offer hope to people that hit you in the DMS offer, forgiveness to people that hit you with hateful comments about, you know, how you look, your skin, your size, your weight, like, how do you take that experience and share the positives, but also, you know, give some grace to people that are probably just projecting and might have might be currently in the position that you were in before? I think, um, you know, James, every single day, um, whoever's religious out there, I am, uh, God's a huge part of my life. But I love every morning I pray um, that I can make somebody feel good about themselves, give somebody a compliment. Um, I'm not perfect by any means. Forgiveness is a hard quality um, for me to do. I won't lie. It's something that I'm currently working on um, for sure because I get so angry um, at these people. But I think one of the things that have to realize is I used to be at that other end. I used to be that fat girl that was looking at girls like me and it was easier to hate them. 
than to like them. And, and I say that because it's that envious factor. It's that, you know, it's, it's whatever insecurity that they have. It's not about me. It's they're insecure because they might want to lose weight. They're insecure because they're not confident. They're insecure because maybe they wish they were strong or whatnot. Um, whereas I wish so badly as women, we could just help each other, you know, because there's so many of these women that don't get that. I look up to them in the sense where I'm like, man, I wish that I could be, you know, that mom that could, you know, run around and do that Pinterest party as perfectly as you could, or bake those cupcakes and take them up to the school and volunteer all the time, man, I wish that I could, you know, be more this, that, or the other. But the truth is, is that we're all meant to be different. And I think that um, I just hope that I can tell women it's not a competition. It's not, you know, who is the best at this, that, and the other. It's finding your strengths and helping each other through that day to day and realizing that we can be everything. We can be a great mom. We can be confident. We can still have our own hobbies and take time for ourselves. We're able to give compliments to other people without it taking away from our light and our, you know, our shining. Um, and we're able to celebrate ourselves. Don't be afraid to flat for yourself. You know, don't be afraid to look egotistical at times because unfortunately, you know, when you want to win, when you want to be great, you got to have a little bit of ego because if you don't believe that you're going to be great, who else is going to believe that you're going to be great? And so I look in the mirror and try to compliment myself too. And, um, I think that that's been a huge factor. It's like, I have to realize that it's not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on them. And, um, I'm human, you know, I read those comments and TikTok, it was a lot worse. I mean, I would get people that would, you know, call me a man that would, you know, they would ask me, I wonder how big her penis is. I mean, I'm telling you just crazy outlandish, rude, hateful shit, outlandish, hateful shit. And you have to just almost laugh because you have to think to yourself, I would never do this because I'm confident these people, it's a reflection of how they feel. And I think it's made me just kind of feel sorry for them and just say, you know, oh, well, I really love your shirt that you're wearing in your profile picture. Have a great day, sir. Um, because when you write something so hateful to somebody and then they respond with kindness, you're kind of like, oh, damn, you know, it's, yeah. and again, I'm not perfect. There's been plenty of times where I'm like, you're uglier, you're stupider, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm human, right? Yeah. And like I said, forgiveness is hard. If if people have really wronged me, it's so hard for me to be like, hey, how's it going? You know, I mean, it's much easier to give that RBF, um, but it's grace. And I think, it, again, it's that religious side of me that God gives me grace every day. So I try to give other people grace. And um realize that you can't always judge a book by its cover, you know, just because I look a certain way or I project myself on social media doesn't mean that I am that way. It means maybe that I'm confident and, you know, maybe I was, again, I was a fat girl for so long. It's, I'm like, I don't do it for men or for women. It's like, I do it for me and it makes me feel good. So that's, that's why I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't have to answer anyone. No, but you know, it's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're <laughs> you're out here living your life. It's uh it's interesting that um like it just seems and like I was saying before we hopped on and, and started recording, I almost feel like you're you are ubiquitous, right? You're all over the place. I literally have seen you everywhere and never actually met you. And it's it's wild to me. And I think that, that that comes back down to you being in a couple of different pockets, Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, what have you. But then also you kind of just being unapologetically you. I mean, I'm sure that there's people that like we were saying throw shade, throw hate, um, say that, you know, you as a mom shouldn't be doing this, or you as a lifter shouldn't be doing this, or you in the CrossFit community shouldn't be doing this, or, Hey, why are you going to be on, on social media in a bathing suit or in, right. maybe in lingerie or, or whatever, but like, yeah. hold on. What's interesting to me is that, you know, it, it seems from the outside that 
yes, you're human and maybe it bothers you sometimes, but for the majority of it, like, it seems like you're just living. I mean, do I have that wrong? You have that 100% right. Um, I laugh because I have a wonderful relationship with my mom, um, but she's real conservative and she has me blocked on Instagram. Um, and I say that in the regards of it's okay. I'm okay with it. You know, if, if it's, if it's not your thing, no problem. But for me, I love it. And, and I am a, you know, I love being strong. I love being sexual. I love being a great mother. I love being a great friend. I love being kind. I love God. I love, you know, reading the Bible. And it's like, it, it doesn't have to be either or it can be all of the above. And um, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and pretend I'm something I'm not. Um, I'm just going to be how I am and live my life um, truthfully. And um, if people want to believe things or piece things and make up stories or whatever, it's like, go for it. I don't have the time for that. I like, I'd rather be making connections and, you know, trying to make positive influence and be with my kids or be with, you know, my family. And so, yeah, I think I'm unapologetically me. I don't do the gossip. I don't do the hate and, um, positivity, man. It's, it's what I'm about. So yeah. But you yeah. do do the handstands and bikinis. You do run it at, at the the track and fields. You do sling barbells. I do. You do not be afraid to go upside down on a leg press machine, right? In the gym. Like it it just right. seems like you're kind of just like, hey, it's it's me. Um, Absolutely. And oh. if I'm not mistaken, just being you might have gotten you into a little bit of an interesting spot on TikTok. It did. So <laughs> is that I, true? <laughs> it's it's yes it's very true um i i would joke around all the time because um i'm like you know tiktok they're they're not gonna care it's everyone wears bikinis everyone wears mm -hmm. this the other and um it was it was a wap video and wap wap <laughs> was that wap video and um i did it in a bikini and um, TikTok was not very happy with it. And it was the last straw and they ba banned my account. And um man, it was it was disheartening because I got paid, you know, for for views and comments and things like that. But I try to tell myself, I'm like, I think it was a blessing in disguise because now I'm concentrated more than ever. <laughs> on lifting and winning this world title and my kids and, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but I am still a little bitter and <laughs> yeah. I would probably come back to doing it because I won't lie. I love me some TikTok and some good TikTok dances. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mentally, a lot of people seem to get, get kind of stuck in, in TikTok and like it, it's sometimes detrimental for them. Why is it so positive for you? Cause I don't hear that all the time, but like, it seems to be like, it was like, it was like razzle dazzle. This is great for my mental health because you were having fun with it or. I was, so I love dancing. I always have. And I was able to choreograph and to, um, you know, do fun things. And it didn't put me into a depression. I was getting ready. I was getting dressed as silly as that sounds. It was still, you know, I was able to become more confident from doing it. And I'll tell you what, during COVID, it's hard to become more confident because um, I wasn't able to go many places or see many people, but I'm like, I am not going to have that stop me. And it forced me to work out and to work on my, you know, gymnastics and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I had so much fun with it. And then I had a lot of girlfriends that then, you know, were like, you want to start doing video, you know, with you. And so it became something that was fun. And then my kids were like, let's do some videos. And um, then I started doing, you know, videos with my kids. And now it's kind of cool because it's, it's a cool marketing tool for different things. And, um, you know, it's, I look at everything. I'm like, there, there's a negative and a positive. There's a yin and a yang to every aspect of everything in our lives. Right. Um, and so for me, I'm like, 
you gotta you gotta look for more of the yin than the yang and and try to use it for the good rather than the bad and when it starts getting into that you, you know it's probably a good idea to let it go and like i said it was hard for it to get banned but i won't lie to you i think i was starting to put too much focus on it that it's probably a blessing in disguise that it happened the way it did but you'll see me again i'll be back <laughs> i still how, have something approved to tiktok yeah how many how many followers did you have at the time when you got banned it was close to 100k so oh my goodness and what you're like at about a about 50k on ig right now yeah is that fair somewhere around it there? is it is it's yeah i think it's like 56 right now and so um yeah my tiktok was was a lot bigger and i know and so people will they're like just do the reels on t on instagram i'm like it's not the same as you know but it's i'm still grateful and i'm grateful for all my followers on instagram and um i'm grateful that people actually care what i have to say and you know are interested in that and i think that keeps me um wanting to keep doing content right mm -hmm. because i'm like I want to bring a little bit of excitement or joy or funniness, or if you can laugh, smile, whatever, um, that's positive. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think social media, you know, like everything, like you're saying, I mean, there's positives, there's negatives, there's equal and opposite polarity. Right. Um, but you know, if you can be out here and you can be living authentic and you can be a, a leader or someone that can be looked up to, or someone that can be looked at as, uh, beneficial in whatever format of, someone that you want to emulate or characteristics of that person that you want to emulate, then, I mean, I think it's more positive than negative. So long as we don't get caught up in the vanity metrics forever, you know, Whoa, five likes instead of 3000. Ah. Right. Well, and I think too, you have to kind of realize it's like, you can't get so fixated on strangers, you know, mm -hmm. concentrate on the five or 50 or a hundred or whatever is in your community. I mean, everyone's different with that because those are the people that matter. You know, those are the people that, that um, are there for you. And I think that's taught me so much um, with social media and with all that. It's like that, the, those hundred thousand, that 56, you know, it's cool and it's fun and it's engaging, but really there's, probably only a handful of people that their opinions, you know, deep down really do matter. And that's mm -hmm. usually family and closest to friends. Um, so I think you have to really um, focus more on that and, and realize who's really there for you and who's only there for the um, popularity and who's only there to, because I've had that too, you know, people only want to be my friends for this reason or for that reason. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, I'd rather have three wonderful friends than a hundred thousand fake ones. And I think that's what we all kind of have to realize. It's, it's not about the likes. It's not about the comments. It's, it's really about who you're, you know, who you're helping in, in your community and stuff like that as well. And I think that's why I like to be everywhere. It's like, those are the real life connections, you know, it's not the, social media trolls and this that other so yeah the the dogmatic individuals you have to only eat protein right. you have to only eat vegan you have to never wear a bikini on social media you have to be a mom and can't be public like all kinds of things all over the Jesus, place this, that and the other right and and you're always going to have people that are going to piece together stories that they hear and and make up their own about you that you're like holy shit, that's not my story, but I'd go see that movie for sure. You know, <laughs> like it sounds fun, <laughs> yeah. no, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you have to just kind of um, let people live their life authentically. If it doesn't affect you, then who cares? Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, do you feel that, that this platform, like both Instagram and TikTok and and the amount of volume that you've done there and the amount of bouncing around and yeah. showcasing this, connecting with these people. Do you think that that's been a, a benefit or a detriment to um, the development of, of your kiddos? So I have been blessed again with two kids that have, I think, seen me and my reactions to things and just my personality in general. Cause like I said, it's no different in real life. 
Um, I tell them all the time, I'm like, if people think you're weird, who cares? If people, you know, think you're this, that, or the other, who cares? I was not raised like that. I was raised opposite of that, where my mom was very much like she cared what everybody thought. And um, so I think my kids also have that if people are like, your mom, this, your mom, that they're like, who cares what you think, you know? And so I feel very blessed in that regard um, that my kids have become confident enough and they're pretty, you know, they're like me, they're outspoken. And, and so they're able to kind of stick up for, for me as well. So I'm glad that I was able to kind of teach them that at a young age. So I tell them all the time, I'm like, if this social media has taught you guys anything, it's that you need to, you know, not care what people think about you because most of the time it's it's their opinion and they're going to have it regardless. So just live your life and who you are. And people want to think you're weird and crazy. Let them, let them. Yeah. I think that that's, um, that's a good lesson to have young. Uh, I think oh, a yeah. lot of people, a lot of people don't get that lesson until they're, I wish they're I already married. Absolutely. And oh. I'm so sorry. Hold on two seconds. Need no, no, no. You're stop. fine. All right. We'll be cutting that out. <laughs> you're so totally sorry. You're totally she would not shut up. Um, yeah. Well, and then you'll like hear it in the back of your mind the whole time. You're like, I can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but so yeah, I mean it it sounds it sounds like that's a lesson that I also needed to learn a little bit younger because it didn't it wasn't until I started trying to, you know, and and before I got into fitness and coaching and what have you, I was doing more scantily clad photography, like not yeah. as a model. I was I was shooting it, but yeah. um photographing it and posting it and doing videos and what have you and what's interesting about that is you have people come out from left right and sideways. You got people from church coming out, you got people from, you know, ex-girlfriends ex-girlfriends parents you got people all over the place just chirpity chirpiting right and for so long i let it bother me so much probably maybe when you started the social media thing that it bothered you like it got under your skin you worried about it but like you can just outwork that by just continuing to go on and realizing that you know if uh you know sharpie 7265 with no profile picture uh right. wants to say that you look thick today uh, take the compliment. Right. Cool. Yes, I do. And I right. love it. <laughs> and I, yes, I know. I'm like, thank thank you. That's what I've been really working towards. And you, and you'll get that all the time. You know, you'll get people that will say you're, you know, you're too much of this. You're too little of this. Um, I have, I have women tell me on a daily basis. They're like, Oh, I showed my, you know, husband pictures of you. He thinks you're you know, too ripped. I mean, people that will just give their opinion where it's not needed. And um, for me, it's just one of those things where I'm like, just says to me that your husband has little man syndrome. You know, I'm like, it says to me this, that, and the other. Exactly. And I'm like, let him know if he lifts weights, he can look like me too. Um, there it is. <laughs> you know Save what I mean? more time for the people at the back. I know. I'm like, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, but you have to just realize you're like, it's, it's that their insecurity for sure. And, um, same thing, you know, from Sharpie two, five, eight, you know, whatever, um, it, it is, it's, it's totally their insecurities. And, uh, yeah, for me, I'm just like, I concentrate on my inner circle and I'm like, what do you guys think? And and if they're like, all right, Emily, this, that, or the other, then it kind of makes you okay, you know, but yeah, most of the other people, um, especially the, the ones that have time to write the hateful comments, I just think to myself, bless, bless you. Are you okay? <laughs> you Literally. know, you took, like, you took time out of your day to spend, yeah. spend, uh, the, the attention that we have that's limited, you know, the 24 hours of attention that we have that's limited uh, outside of when we're sleeping. And and you chose to spend this time hating on me for what? You don't even know my middle name. Exactly. And most of the time it's, and I tell people all the time, I'm like a lot of the haters come from, you know, the men that can't have me, the women that want to be me or people that just are jealous. And um, I think that's where my confidence does come in and, and you don't want to take it in an egotistical way. And, you always want to stay humble and, and be reminded 
Um, but at the same time, I think it's important for, for us to know that there is a psychology behind it all too. And jealousy and being envious, those are real emotions that people have. I mean, hell, we all have them. I mean, I still have them. You know, there's plenty of people I look at. I'm like, damn, Deal Spiegel, you are, you know, I, I wish I could look, you know, like that or whatever. Our legs, are. good night. Just to me, that's beauty, you know? And so we all just look at that and we, you know, we have our different people that we look up to, but at the end of the day, we're all beautiful in our own ways. And I think if, if we all looked like deal, that would take away from deal. You know, if we all looked like me, that would take away from me. If we all looked like James, it would take away from James. And so I think, yeah, it's like, we have to appreciate that individuality um, that does lie in people and let's compliment the good stuff. Let's not point out, you know, the negative that we see in, in me. If you think that I'm too thick, why not say, Hey, Emily, you know, I loved, I love your smile. I love your, you know, the way that you can brighten a room, or I love that you're able to, um, be kind to people, you know, look at the things that people are instead of what they aren't. And, and I think that's the key to being a great leader. It's like, you're able to kind of, um, help people see the good and not concentrate on the bad or just don't harp on the bad, you know, it's like, all right, you know, this, that, or the other, but let's try to fix that and move on. Um, cause if you get too concentrated on those bad qualities, then I think that's when it starts to take a mental toll on your mental health. And I've been there a million times and, um, you know what they say, it's like, it's not a, how hard you fall. It's how many times you're able to get back up. And so I try to remind myself that all the time, you know, cause again, we're all human and we're all meant to be on this earth for, to help each other. And I have to remind myself of that too. It's like, man, you know, I always, I can get so angry and I'm like, I don't need people. I don't need help. And it's like, no, I need both of those things. I just need, you know, you need boundaries and you need to, to know again, who's there for you and who's not. And I think, um, just being your true authentic self, that's going to bring those people to you. So yeah. 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 Like I said, radically authentic, right. Living every day. Like it's our last, but not like chicken little. Right. Like like it's an opportunity because we're given breath. So we need to, to not squander it. You know, it doesn't mean we need to run through the six with our woes. Um, Right. (laughs) You know, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, there's, there's things that I don't have to necessarily do to know that it probably uh, wouldn't be a great idea. Right. But if there's something that I want to do, then hell, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to let, you know, Sharpie 254 stop me. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm going to love life. And um, yeah, and I'm, I'm appreciative for people like you that seem to be very similar in that way, because it's, it's refreshing. It's good to know that there's positive people out there that are trying to kind of make a difference. And um, I appreciate that you're one of those people as well. And, and, um, it's so refreshing to me to see good leadership, ship, especially in younger people and the younger generation, because it scares me, man, it really does. But I think good, positive people, it kind of makes me, uh, happy that my kids, you know, will be growing up and, and have leaders like yourself to look up to and that you're willing to help people and be a coach. And, you know, because that's what people don't get. It's like coaches, they're not doing it for the paycheck, man. They're doing it because they love helping people. And so for me, I'm very appreciative of that and um, want you to know that it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I appreciate, you know, seeing you. And when I see you coaching and things like that, I'm like, that's awesome because you can tell that you have a lot of love for people and for their health. So just know that it's appreciated and that I, that's high praise, Emily. That's high praise. I don't give it often, man. I don't. So we will clip uh, that and I will replay it in the morning when I'm feeling down. 
you was smart you was kind you was important <laughs> yeah send me a voice memo let's go listen to it every day um yeah, i think sorry. if this conversation has shown me show me one thing it's that well a few things one i don't know how we haven't been friends before this because uh seems like we're, we're on the same wavelength on a lot of things yes. and then two i think it's it's even a better thing that we're on the same wavelength on a lot of things but we're not the same person but we're not living the same life but we're not in the same exact identity group we're not the same gender we're not the same age like there's so many things that could be differences like you're saying like hey what do we not have okay there's a lot of things that you and i don't have in common but right. what's cool about it is that we're in different areas we're on the same wavelength about the things that i think matter exactly it's like positive positivity and uh you know treating people with kindness being a good leader being a good example things we have in common, you know, and, and those are the things that matter. It's like the things that are in your personal life. It's like, that's all right. You know, it's, I think it's cool to be different again. If we are all the same, it would take away from who we are as individuals. So why not embrace that and celebrate that instead of negative, you know, talk negatively about it. So yeah, absolutely. And again, why why haven't we been friends sooner? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to have to start. A we are now <laughs> here and now, and it's going yeah. to have to blossom. Um, one thing I want to leave people with, and, and I'd love your two cents and go as long or as short as you want on this one. Um, but for anybody that's out there, right, that's, that's struggling with their weight, that's struggling with weight on either side, right? Eating disorder or, or um, more of an addiction side, right? Either direction. Um, somebody that is struggling to get started, that, that doesn't know if they can do it, male or female, at any point in their life, what is the one piece of advice, as long or as short as you want, that you would offer to those people that have not taken the first step? Um, absolutely small goals. Um, don't look at the finish line. You have to look at um, each stepping stone. Um, putting one foot in front of the other, making weekly goals, you know, making daily goals. Um, I think that is so important because sometimes we focus on the long term and it seems so hard and so far away that, um, you know, this has been essentially a 14 year journey for me, you know, I mean, the progression and I've had two kids in between that as well. And um, so I think as long as you know that it's a marathon and not a sprint and looking at it in that way, um, I think you can succeed. And I think that's with anything, whether that's job, whether that's your home, whether that's wanting to change um, any sort of habit, addiction, eating, you know, eating disorder in any direction, whether it's wanting to build muscle, you know, get skinnier, gain cardiovascular, make those small goals and commit to them, be disciplined and do them. If you wake up and you think, Oh, I don't want to do this today. Do it anyways, do it anyways, because you are going to be so much happier with yourself and that you accomplished those things. And I'll tell you, it outweighs the feeling of not doing it and always questioning what if, you know, um, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I could, I, I would be extremely obese if I was going down the same road that I went. And I would always think to myself, what if I changed? What if I changed now? I don't have to think that I changed and I will continue to change and continue to grow because so many things obviously could be, um, better, you know, uh, but I think, those small goals, small steps and, um, committing and being there for yourself. Um, and as a mother, as you know, I think that you have to have to take time and put it into yourself, whether it's 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it is, take that time and give it to yourself and, um, it will come. And your worlds, whatever that is, whether that's, you know, being a better mom, whether that's, you know, whatever that end awesome goal is, I mean, it will come if you stay committed, stay consistent and, um, you know, just really commit. Hopefully that was. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was, 
you know that was that was solid that was solid i like it a little one take straight through like james put me on the spot right here at the end before we hop off oh no, you okay know, hey, i love always, like i don't know if any of this makes sense but i ramble a lot so anyways hopefully yeah. <laughs> no no we're here for it and and again emily i, I greatly appreciate you being here um, absolutely thank you so I, much uh, for having me james i had a great time and great conversation and um hopefully we can do this more and often. Absolutely. This cannot be the only time that we do this on air, yeah. off air, period, yeah. end of story cannot be. Um, but I'm inspired by by your journey. And I didn't even know really before we chopped it up in the DMs a little bit and talked before that you dealt with that, that much of an extreme weight loss case and then went the other direction and then had to deal with your weight climbing back up way stronger, like closer yeah. to where you were at first kid. Like, I mean, that's it is that's much it more of a mountain than I thought it was for sure. It was I thought you've just been slanging weight all your life, you know, Oh man. Yes. That's hopefully I make it look that easy now after nine years and, you know, 30 hour work weeks. Well, not quite that, but you, you get yeah. it. Long, yeah. long, long work weeks. I'm like, finally, it looks like I can lift a barbell decently. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> I appreciate that's my coach though. He'll still tell you. Well, he'll still tell you that you're a CrossFitter at heart, probably. Yes, um, yes. Anytime I ever do any Olympic stuff with anyone that's an Olympic weightlifter and not a CrossFitter, they're like, that looks like you're doing CrossFit, James. <laughs> not cycling. I don't know what you're doing. We're doing you're singles. Like, you have to wait two minutes in between sets. You cannot go and get on that assault bike. No. Yeah. Don't pick that up again. You yeah. don't, that, what are you doing? Dude, we've got, we got five minutes on the clock for rest. Come on. Right. Right. It's my favorite time. <laughs> like, oh, that's, no, I'm a weightlifter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your sessions go from, from 75 minutes to, to 120 or 180 quickly, yes. quickly, yes. quickly. Um, well, cool. Well, I greatly appreciate you being here again. Absolutely. Um, we're going to hop off here in a second. Everybody listen to this. You can find this. Uh, I don't know where you're listening to this, but you can find this on uh, we put it out through Anchor, so it goes to every streaming platform. Plus, it's on YouTube. It's also on LinkedIn natively. And then you'll see some snippets on uh, on um, Instagram and on TikTok and what have you. So um, if you would like to find Emily, where where can they find you on Instagram? The Jacked Barbie and Lift Like Emily. Okay. So the both? You got two of them? I do. I got two. Okay. Yeah. Got two, right. got two IGs, got two phones, got, got two lives out here. So if you want to you know. find her on, on IG there, and maybe at some point we will uh, also find her back on TikTok under uh, something similar. Um, yeah. But for now she's there on Instagram. And um, if you'd like to see anybody come on the podcast, guys, uh, please hit my DMS or, uh, or reach out. And um, we would love to, uh, to keep bringing you conversations that, that bring you value. So thank you all for your attention. And Emily, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. All right.